Hello and welcome to the Read All About It podcast. This is a special podcast coming to you towards the end of 2020. Now on Hogmanay, Chris Dolan and I will be getting together to pick five books each that we plan to read in 2021. I thought for today's episode, I would have a look back over the past 12 months and give you the list of all the books that I've read over the course of 2020 and a few thoughts on some of my favourites. Now, this isn't exactly a countdown. There is no chart. There is no number one. But I thought I'll have some countdown music nevertheless. So the first book that I read in 2020 was actually On the Beach in Lanzarote. It seems like a lifetime ago and not just 12 months ago. And that book was book one of Don Quixote by Miguel de Cervantes. Chris Dolan, who, as you will know, has been a regular guest throughout the year on the podcast. He is a big fan of this book and has been telling me to read it for a long time. So I took it on holiday knowing that I would have a bit of time to spend to focus on it and I absolutely loved it. I think it blew my mind the fact that the book is about 400 years old and yet it's so readable, so accessible, so funny, and which took me by surprise. It was these bits where I was just laughing out loud funny. It's a farce, it's, it's quite moving, it's quite poignant, books are at the heart of it and it's a brilliant, brilliant novel and I, I will at some point in 2021 be reading book two, but certainly if you want to start with Don Quixote, that uh, certainly can recommend that one very, very highly. I then read The Wall by John Lanchester, Romano Bridge by Andrew Gregg, Far From the Madden Crowd by Thomas Hardy, Say It to God by Luigi Gioa, which is just a spiritual book that I was reading, The World Will Be Saved by Beauty by Kate Hennessy, a brilliant memoir, The Only Gaijin in the Village, by Ian Maloney, who again has been a guest on the podcast a couple of times. The Shipping News by E. Annie Poo. American Dirt by Janine Cummins. And then I came to Trackman by Katrina Child. Now again, Katrina has been a guest a couple of times on the podcast. And I've owned a copy of Trackman for about five years, ever since Katrina and I did a book event together at the Iron Horse Pub in Glasgow. So I decided to read this book this year and I'm so glad I did. It is one of my favourite books of the year and more than that, I think if I had to pick a list of my favourite Scottish novels in general, Trackman would certainly be up there with it. It's a book with music at the heart of it, the redemptive, the healing power of music. Davy Watts is the main character, he's the Trackman and he owns an MP3 player and it is able to tell him what kind of music people should listen to or need to listen to depending on the circumstances of their life, what is happening to them at that point. And a particular song can make all the difference. And it is so beautifully that Katrina is a brilliant writer and it's, it's a moving and tender book and I can't recommend Trackman highly enough. From there I moved on to The Glorious Life of the Pope by John Lewis Stemple. You may have heard me talking about this on one of the 12 Days of Bookmas. It's a short book, basically tells the life of the Oak in terms of its importance and its significance in the life of Britain. It's not the sort of book that I would normally pick up and read, but I'm so glad I did. It's absolutely fascinating and I know it's a book that I will dip into again. Then I read Candide by Voltaire, Dead Man's Prayer by Jackie Baldwin, 12 Ordinary Men 
by John MacArthur. The New Testament, which again I spoke about on Christmas Eve, 12 Days of Bookmas, it's, I, I finished reading through it and then I've just come back and started reading through it. It's something that I just do on a daily basis now. Tom Hanks's short story collection, Uncommon Type. Thin Air by Lisa Gray, and again, Lisa's another great Scottish writer. She's written three crime books now, and again, they're well worth investigating. I thoroughly recommend them. The Complete Polysyllabic Spree by Nick Hornby. Dress Your Family in Corduroy and Denim by David Sedaris. Sorry for Your Trouble by Richard Ford. And then War and Peace by Leo Tolstoy. And again, when I've mentioned this on the podcast, and part of the reason I'm probably talking about it now is just to, to show off and boast of the fact that I've actually managed to finish War and Peace. I'm so glad I did. It's a brilliant historical novel about Napoleon's ill-fated invasion of Russia. It's also a, a sprawling Russian soap opera. It's so readable. But I think if you go over the fact that it is an absolute doorstopper of a book to look at, it is certainly very accessible, very readable. I read it during the lockdown, so I would read it during the day, and then I was also dipping into other things at night. Non-fiction books or short story collections, you know, one of them, uh, a book called Isles of Noises by Daniel Rachel, which is just a collection of interviews with top British songwriters talking about their craft and how they go about it and how they develop particular songs. And that was a kind of light relief and alternative to War and Peace. Another music book that I went on to read was a book called Kraftwerk, Future Music from Germany by Uli Schutt. Kraftwerk are one of my favourite bands and this is a fascinating book into the whole Kraftwerk phenomenon. Then we came to The End by Joshua Ferris. The Bookshop of the Brokenhearted by Robert Hillman. The Tenderness of Wolves by Steph Penny. And then Checkpoint by Joe Donnelly. This is another non-fiction book. Joe is a colleague of mine at the Celtic View. And this book is all about video games and how they can be a force for good, they can be positive, they can help with people's mental health. Joe tells his own story very movingly and very courageously of how video games have helped him in terms of mental health challenges. And as well as you know, being able to relate to his own story, he also speaks to other people who also had a similar positive impact from video games and also people in the industry as well. And it's absolutely fascinating, particularly for anyone who either plays video games or knows, has kids or younger relations or, or, or whatever who play video games. And it's, it's a really, really well-written book visual. That was followed by The Big Shot by Michael Lewis, The Hangman's Daughter by Oliver Poch, The Chain by Adrian McKinty, The Bookshop by Penelope Fitzgerald, a book whose title that alone was the reason I picked it up, a book called Talking to Girls About Duran Duran by American music journalist Rob Sheffield, which is a memoir of growing up in the 80s and the importance of 80s music and brilliant bands like the Duran Duran, of course. The Ashes of Berlin by Luke McCallum, which is the third part of a trilogy of novels set in the late Second World War and then beyond, featuring the main character Gregor Reinhardt, who in the first two books is obviously in the German army, he's kind of almost like military police and he's having to investigate crimes. In The Ashes of Berlin, which is the third part of this trilogy, he is now in the civilian police force in Berlin and still caught up in various crimes. At the time when the city split between the, the various the victorious powers, uh, really great uh, trilogy of historical crime thrillers that I would recommend. I then read The Midnight Line by Lee Child, 
followed by another one of my favourite books of 2020. And again, another book that would certainly be up there in terms of my favourite Scottish books by favourite Scottish writers, and that is The Sound of Errors by Callum Campbell. The book is bookended with action in Paisley, but the majority of it takes place towards the end of the Second World War in Tuscany in Italy. And it's a love story, it's a war story, it's a story about identity. It really is absolutely captivating. When I read it at the time, I thought this would make a brilliant film or a brilliant TV series. Uh, Calum's a wonderful writer and I would heartily recommend The Sound of Bears. Calum was a guest on the podcast and so was Catherine Simpson. And after reading The Sound of Bears, I then went on to read Catherine's memoir. When I Had a Sister, which is a, a very moving and, and beautifully written memoir of Catherine growing up with her two sisters. And the pivotal point in the book is the death, the suicide of her youngest sister. And it just tells the story of her family growing up. And Catherine's book is absolutely captivating. And I was on a bit of a roll in terms of great books I was reading at the time. And from Catherine Simpson's memoir, I then read Kirsten Innes' novel, Scabby Queen. It was Scabby Queen. I think it was picked by Nicola Sturgeon, the First Minister of Scotland. It's one of her favourite novels of 2020, and if you've read the book, you'll understand why. It's so brilliantly written. It tells the story of a, a 90s pop star, a one-hit wonder pop star, but from everybody else's perspective, rather than the character, but through their various stories, their interactions with her over the years, you paint this picture of this very complex, not always likeable character, always engaging and takes, I think, a real skill as a novelist to be able to do that with so many different voices and, and Kirsten absolutely nails it and it is an absolutely brilliant novel. I then read Nightboat to Tangier by Kevin Barry. That was on the recommendation of Hugh McDonald, who's a friend of mine and also a regular guest on the podcast. And Kevin's style is quite sparing, but it's absolutely precise tells a complex story in so few words. Very funny as well. Characters are, are brilliantly drawn and it's just a book that you, you can probably read it in one sitting actually because it's, it's one of those books you don't want to put down and I've subsequently passed it on to a couple of people and they have absolutely loved it. I then read my second Oliver Porch novel of the year, The Dark Monk. It's the second book in, in so far a, a seven book series set in 16th century Bavaria. Great historical crime books as well. Uh, it's the Hangman's Daughter series, and I would recommend them. And then I read the book that turned out to be the Booker Prize winner 2020. The Douglas Stewart was a guest on the podcast, and at that time, when I spoke to him, it was just before the shortlist was announced, and obviously he was aware, as I'm sure everybody was, that we'd only ever had one previous Booker Prize winner from Scotland, that was James Kelman back in the early 90s with How Late It Was, How Late. Douglas's book went on to become the second book written by a Scottish novelist to lift the Booker Prize and thoroughly deserved. It's a powerful novel, very moving, very tender as well. At the heart, it's a love story between a young boy, Shoggy, and his mum, Agnes. In very difficult circumstances in the early 80s with what was happening socially and politically, but also personally in terms of Agnes's battle with addiction. It took Douglas, I think, a number of years to, to write the book. It's his debut novel and it's a stunning read. I think readers, not only in Scotland, in the UK, but over in America as well, have absolutely embraced Shuggy Bane. And uh, I'm sure many of you have read it. I'm sure many of you probably got it as a Christmas present and it's probably on your list of books to read in 2021. Read it, you will absolutely love it. 
And then read Touching from a Distance by Deborah Curtis, which is the horse story. She was married to Ian Curtis, who was the lead singer with Joy Division. It tells her story of their relationship and his tragically short life. I then read a book by Elizabeth McCracken called An Exact Replica of a Figment of My Imagination. I'm a big fan of Elizabeth McCracken, her short stories and novels. I think she's just a brilliant American writer. This book is a non-fiction book, a very honest and moving book, which Elizabeth McCracken herself describes as the happiest story in the world with the saddest ending. It is a memoir about her first child and the loss of that baby in the ninth month of her pregnancy. It's been a very difficult book for her to write and I'm sure there's many, many people who have got some uh, comfort or consolation or just this, that sense of not being alone when they've read Elizabeth's words. I think anything that Elizabeth McCracken writes is just stunning and that book is certainly as, as good as anything I've ever read by her. I then read the first of Ali Smith's seasonal quartet of books, Autumn. I read it in the autumn and I'm planning over the winter to read winter. In fact, I'm going to read each of the books in the specific season that they are titled after. So that is a book that I will be reading in 2021. Followed by Lowborn by Kerry Hudson. The Cold, Cold Ground by Adrian McKinty. A Dark Matter by Doug Johnson, which is a great Scottish crime book. It's the first so far, there's two books. It's uh, Family are the Skelves. They run a funeral directors and private investigators in Edinburgh. Three generations, the grandmother, the mother and the daughter are the three main characters, three strong female characters. Real blend of crime, dark humour, great personal uh, relationships the way Doug draws the characters and they are certainly great books. And I, I also read The Big Chill, which I shall mention shortly, which is the second instalment in the Doug's crime series that has started so strongly with a dark matter. I then read a memoir, Dear Reader, by Cathy Rinsenbrink, which talks about the healing powers and the, the way books can, can really be a source of comfort and consolation to people in the toughest times. And, and Cathy, through recounting some of the tough times that she's had in her life, talks about how much and how important books are to her. I read The Order of the Day by Eric Villard, which again I mentioned in 12 Days of Bookmas. It's a very short book. It takes factual events and factual characters in pre-war Germany and Austria. It leaves this brilliant fictional account of what was going on at the time. And the first reading, I wasn't sure when I got to the end of it quite. Had I read something that was so too brief to make an opinion of, or had I just read something of absolute brilliance and uh, I tend, having had a look through it again, to veer towards the latter. It wouldn't take you long to read it, but it does have quite a profound effect on you. From there, I read The Girl Who Reads on the Metro by Christine Ferry Fleury. A Wash of Black by Chris McDonald. Then The Thursday Murder Club by Richard Bosman, which has been the publishing phenomenon, certainly in fiction of 2020. Many of you will know Richard Bosman from uh, being one of the presenters of the TV show Pointless. I'm sure many of you will have read The Thursday Murder Club. It reminded me there was a kind of sense of almost P.G. Woodhouse, Jeeves and Wooster's quite gentle, very English humour. There is a crime novel, but it's it's not too dark. The, the four main characters all live in this retirement village. They're all in their 70s. It's a great idea. Steven Spielberg, I think, has been reported to have bought the film rights for it. I then passed the book on to my mum, who absolutely loved it, and told me that she, she kept trying to think who her and my dad could play in the film adaptation. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a follow-up soon from Richard Bosman. Now, 
Now I said at the start of this podcast that the, there is no top 10, there's no chart, there's no countdown, there's no number one, but if you were going to hold a gun to my head and ask me to choose one book that I've read in 2020 as my favourite, I think it would be the following book, and that's a book called A More Perfect Union by Tammy Hoof. Again, it's a book that I've spoken about a few times on the podcast. Tammy's been a guest a couple of times on the podcast. I absolutely love this book. Tells that it's a fictional story, but it's based on the true story of her great, great, great grandparents. Great, great, great grandfather came from Ireland during the famine, and he met her great, great grandmother, who was a slave in one of the southern states in the United States. And it's a love story telling how difficult it was for them to survive and keep this love between them alive when they were uncovered. So that was discovered, it would mean death for them. And uh, Tammy has written an absolutely beautiful book very powerful, very moving about a you know, particularly dark chapter in America's history, which is still as poignant and as important today, given I think America still has to you know, come to terms with what it did during that period. So I'm more perfect union by Tammy Hoof. My wife's read it, my daughter's read it, I bought it for a couple of people as well, and I would have no hesitation in giving it to anyone, because I think it's, it's one of those books I would find it impossible to imagine that anybody wouldn't enjoy this book. From there, I read Dracula by Bram Stoker. I read The Natural by Bernard Malamud, which is often cited as one of the great works of sports fiction. It's uh, set in the world of baseball in the United States. I wouldn't necessarily cite it as, as one of my favourite ever sports fictional books, uh, but I'm glad I did finish it. I then read the first ever graphic novel that I have, a book called The Complete Mouse by Art Spiegelman, which was recommended on the podcast by Ed Needham. I think it was a stunning book. It was a, a totally new reading experience for me, reading the graphic novel. But I think as a book, for if you want to try and impart, particularly in Baby to Young People, information about what happened, the horrors of the Holocaust, what happened during the Second World War, then I think you couldn't go far wrong with letting them read The Complete Mouse, which tells a story. Art Spiegelman's father was a survivor of the concentration camp, so Art is telling the story of the, the kind of sometimes fractious relationship he had with his dad in the present time when he was writing the book, but then at the same time his dad was telling him the horrors of what he and Art's mum and their families endured in Poland during the Second World War. It's certainly well worth reading. Aidan McQuaid is going to be a guest coming up in early 2021 in the podcast, and I read his novel, The Undiscovered Country, which is set in Ireland in 1920 during the War of Independence. I then followed that up with a novel by Polly Clark. Like a lot of the books that I've read this year, either they've been written by guests who've been on the podcast or recommended by guests on the podcast. It's been a real source and constant seam of great new reading recommendations. Tiger is a stunning novel, I have to say. If you remember, if you've listened to Polly's episode, you'll know the extent to which she did her research went out to Siberia, cities where Siberian tigers are at the heart of this novel. If you haven't listened to Polly, you should, because I'm sure as soon as you've finished listening to it, you will want to go and read this book. And I will just add, uh, whatever persuasive powers Polly has, the fact that I've read it, and it is absolutely breathtaking. I then read, as I mentioned already, The Big Chill by Doug Johnson, which is the second book in his crime series, Featuring in the Skills. And again, it's a, just a great book. It really brings the characters on. And it's another series where I, I think, when I read the books, I, I can see 
but I want to see it on the TV as well because I think they're so engaging the characters and, and I would hope that at some point in the future those books might make it onto the small or big screen. One of the few books that I reread this year was a book called Falling Angel by William Hawksberg. It was turned into a film back in the 80s called Angel Heart, starring Mickey Rourke and Robert De Niro. And I just discovered towards the end of the year that there was a sequel that has just come out called Angels Inferno, which I planned to read, so I wanted to get back and follow the story. It was so familiar with me, just to refresh myself with the, the way it was written. And finally, as we approach the end of 2020, I read another book which was one of my favourites of the year, and that was a book called Cat Step by Alison Irvin. Again, Alison has been a guest on the podcast. This book is set in Lennox Town, which isn't too far from Bishop Briggs where I stay. It's a book that, you know, the heart of it, the who, small towns, hold so many secrets that everybody knows but nobody talks about. She tells this great story of a, of a woman coming to the town for a short period of time with her, her young daughter, just the two of them. There's an incident that happens and from there, a whole series of things and events happen throughout the novel. It feels so real, the characters are so real, so flawed, not always likeable but so genuine and people you kind of feel that you know or that you know of and uh, Alison's writing is so powerful. It's a book that I read within a couple of days because I just wanted to keep going. I just didn't want to put it down. It was certainly one of my favourite books of 2020. All in, that is a total of 60 books. I took a note of the books that I read this year. Now, whether that's a, a high total for some or a low total for others. I think the whole point of the podcast has been just to read, again, whether it's books, whether it's e-readers, Kindles, on your phone, audiobooks. I think it's as long as people are reading, whether it's one book, whether it's 60, whether it's 160, I think the whole point is that we read at our own pace, we read the things that we enjoy, we put down the things we don't, but it's all about reading and it's, it's not a competition. But I have to say that certainly because of the podcast, I have read some great books, I've met some great novelists and you know lots of great guests have given me loads of different reading suggestions and I hope for many of you that have been uh, listening throughout the year, which I really appreciate, that you've had plenty of suggestions of things to read as well. This is about it for the, the podcast today, that's all the books that I've read in 2020. The first book that I'm planning to read, 2021. Well, if you listen to the Hogmanay podcast with Crystal and I, you'll find out what that is and what else both he and I are planning to read in the course of 2021. So for now, thanks again for listening to the Read All About It podcast. And until Hogmanay, keep reading.